great future. We're talking real money. What to do? What to do? What to do? I don't know what to do. What should I do? The market's crazy. I don't know what to do with my money. It's driving people nuts. The market is driving people right off the deep end. We we have we have a stock market and a real estate market. Heck, we got a bond market. We got all kinds of commodities markets, Bitcoin markets, uh, SPAC markets. It's soccer league markets. Soccer markets. I mean, they're off the deep end too. Come on. Everything is crazy. It's just nuts. And so what we have right now, we have this incredibly hot stock market. What was the number you just gave me about stocks? Uh, yeah, and for people that want to complain about diversification, you, yeah. if, if you've been in a diversified portfolio all in stocks for the last year, you're up 76%, 76%. Now, this causes wow. one of two things to happen among investors. <laughs> one of two things. It either causes people to think that, oh, the market is up, I better get in like crazy, or the market is on the brink of a bubble I better get out and wait. Yeah, and it's neither. You can call us to talk about any of those things. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. Be, yeah, yeah, we, we're we, here for you. We do have a phone number that you can call eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking about the crazy, crazy, crazy market. It's crazy, and everybody has an opinion. You think? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just like every, if it's not Harry dead, it's Susie Orman. It's your neighbor. It's the three guys that bought at Robin Hood. It's. Were there only three guys friend? who bought at Robin Hood? All of well, this was the, three guys? The, the, the three guys in the article in the Wall Street Journal oh, know, this week. I you know. want to read about three people that thought this is going to be easy. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be driving a Lambo. Lamborghini. Lambo. Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the, you know, you've heard of the Lambo leap, uh, the Packers. This is the Lambo leap of faith. Yeah. I mean, and so I just, it's, I know we're <laughs> joking make, about this. I'm going to get a Lamborghini by trading stocks. And then my friend said I should do it on margin. What's margin? What? Yeah. He asked, what's margin? Well, well whatever. Just go ahead and do it. What's margin there, Ed? Well, sir, yeah. that's where you borrow money to buy them their stocks and you magnify the effect of the upside. Oh, yeah, but or wait, the, you magnify the effect on the yeah. downside. Remember I, bodies you know, flying from windows in, the, in uh, October of 1929? <laughs> that was yeah. the effect of margin. Yeah, margin was a lot bigger part of the stock market in the late 1920s. It was I 90 percent. Some ridiculous 90 number. 90 yeah. percent of all of the value of the stock market was borrowed money. And so when stocks went down, the people that had loaned you the money called to say, don't forget, you got to pay us X, Y, Z. People found out they didn't have X, Y, Z. It was the window sill or the... Well, anyway, so and think about it. When 90% of the value of the market is borrowed money, it only takes about a 10% decline to pretty much wipe out everybody's equity. So what you said, though, at the beginning is exactly right. And we're making light of this, but it really should not be because here's what I see. Oh, we have to make light. Well, I'm seeing more of the FOMO, right? Yeah. You mean the fear, fear of missing, of missing out? 
Okay. Yeah, because people are saying, well, wait a minute, I should have, I could have made a lot more. And I'm saying your diversified portfolio, most people aren't all in stocks. Your diversified portfolio of 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, that's up 38% in the last year. And it's up, by the way, 10.5% this year. I'm seeing people that are saying, I got to be part of this big run up. I'm not making enough money. I'm also seeing part of the YOLO movement. You only live once that's the three guys on robin hood yeah i want to be and 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 you correctly pointed out don the fomo and yolo lead to oh no the oh no oh no oh no oh no what did i do yeah so you know you gotta have a plan you gotta have the right asset allocation the mix of stocks and bonds and you got to be able to tune all of this out not just not us tune the rest of it out because it'll eat you alive it really will and you want to hear the bad news if you have a, a, a portfolio that's properly di- or that was properly diversified for your risk tolerance, Touché. let's say it was 70% equities and 30% bonds. Well, check it again. My guess is that right now you probably need to sell some of the stocks. Oh, you're going to hate this. And buy some of the bonds. <laughs> the bonds that are going to be really awful for the next fill in the blank. Yeah, I mean, rebalance the portfolio. Just talked to someone this morning has almost 90% of their money in stocks. Not a good place to be. 855-935-TALK is our number. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, we're here to keep you from doing dumb stuff. That's really our primary objective, is to help keep you from doing dumb things. At 855-935-8255, that's our phone number. Give us a call. and You've heard that, that, that greed is good. That was on a very famous money movie once. It actually, in this case, it's not. Greed no. for money, greed for love, which we'll talk about next hour. Don't tease it, it be next very hour. Sorry, oh, that's true because it's a pot on the podcast. People are going, "What do you mean next hour or t- so, Tuesday?" Anyway, Tuesday. So you gotta you gotta know where you are. You gotta know where you're heading, and you gotta know that all of this is going to keep coming at you until things turn the other direction, which might start on Monday or Tuesday. Pardon me. I or don't know what it could be next year. <laughs> it could be. We don't. Sorry. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. That's our number. Dean, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, my question to you is that I'm starting over uh, zero, uh, ground zero. And my question is, is that I want to get a home because I could get a VA loan. Um, probably want to do it sometime at the end of the year. But I never really invested after uh, 1998. Um, I kind of used that money to uh, to fund everything. And now I'm at zero. But my question to you is, should I start? investing or should i go ahead and purchase that house next year i know that the housing market's kind of really freaky right now um what's what's what would be good advice for starting over how old are you dean 51 you're a young guy hey dean uh i assume you have a job right 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's right. a stable one. Now I was a contractor, IT contract for a while. So it was yeah. kind of rough a little bit and, you know, not a lot of, uh, ability to save, but I'm not sure. Like you said, I'm not sure where to go now because it's, do you have a 401k at, at work? I do. Are you participating? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, Monday, you, not yeah, Monday, I'm, you're going to be participating. Yeah, let me give yeah, you my list. My yeah. first, the first thing <laughs> okay. is, before we save anything for a house, I would. do you have an emergency fund? Do you have some money set aside no. in case something bad happens? That would be no. one. Number two, I completely okay. agree with Don. On Monday, go see HR and sign up for the 401k and at least save up to, hopefully, they do they match. match? Yeah, do up. they match anything? Yeah, they do. You're giving up free money, dude. Uh, by the way, I'm going to leave it out on yeah. my front porch here. See if you can come by and get some more free money because <laughs> you got to do that. Okay, so you got to have the, the emergency free money. fund. Right. You got to have the emergency fund. You got to do the 401k. The, I would do those two things first, then okay. think about my housing. And by the way, w- why do you want to buy a home? Even I mean, w- is it a lifestyle issue? Are you currently issue? a single person? Well, I am, but here's the thing about the home, guys. Um, I've been with a roommate for almost three years, and just trying to get that far was 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 a challenge because um, I traveled, and I, I'll, I'll admit, I made some mistakes. Not that you no, no, we all do. Before, but, I, we're not be I, yeah. we're not trying to be. This is not being critical at all. But I, I'm just thinking. Right. Uh, one of the things that I kind of notice about the current real estate market is it's mm-hmm. insane. It's it's <laughs> nuts. It's it's kind of like if you're a buyer, a potential buyer, I I don't think you want to be playing in this right now because it's playing and you can find a roof over your head without a roommate for a reasonable cost. You can rent a place, right? Yeah, so that's why I was asking. So if you're doing if you're buying a place for reasons of lifestyle because I want to live in this community, I want this kind of house, etc. Maybe if it was that I want to buy one to get rich, no way, because we have no, in fact, if I was betting about the real estate market, I'd say the next 10 years are going to be very tough because the last 10 have been so outrageously skyward. And here's the thing. You are 51 years old. As you said, you're starting over. You're starting, actually, you're starting from scratch. So you've got to pretend you're 31 and you are, but you've got to double down to catch up for all the time that you didn't save you know, over the previous 20 years. So what I would do if I was in your situation, particularly given the fact that you don't have a family, you don't have anyone for whom the lifestyle is that big an issue, you've got a job, you make a living, you can, you can live comfortably for a, a lot less money than you might think. It may not be the perfect solution, but I would go cheap on housing Good point, and heavy, by the way. heavy, heavy on investing. Dean, I hope that helps. By the way, and I haven't really talked about this publicly. Don knows this, but at 50, I mean, I had just finished going through a divorce, had a job transition to a job that paid me nothing, uh, <laughs> lost a son. Yes, I it mean, was it all nothing. Happened. Oh, I didn't mean it, to it, laugh at you. Through the sun and no, don't throw I mean, that in. I know. I know. But it, but it, but what I'm my point is don't give up because I'm in a completely different place today many years later. But in many ways, I had to start over as well, and it's worked out well. So 50 is not the end of the yeah, road. But That's one what I'm of the to keys, say. though, is to focus on building wealth. And historically, 
long-term, historically, in America, not in Seattle, real estate has not actually, per, homes anyway, have not been great ways to build wealth. They, they can be a store of wealth in that you're making payments and they're piling up. And, and because of leverage, it looks better than it really is. But uh, you need to build a, a liquid investment portfolio so that you can survive once you get to the point in your life when you go, I can't be running these wires anymore or whatever it is you do. Yeah, three to six months of living expenses set aside. Start the 401k, at least save up to the match, and then think longer term about your housing situation. That's how I put it. Give us a call at 855-935-TALK. And John, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys, appreciate you uh, taking my call. Uh, I am in a very fortunate situation. I did a uh, about 25 years ago, opened up an account with Vanguard, small cap, mid cap, large cap, healthcare, uh, and international. And today that represents about $2.85 million. So I just forgot about it. Uh, downside? Wow, you bonds. mean it actually worked? You mean what we've been preaching actually worked? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. We're going to need a letter. Oh. We need an affidavit. We need a I'm retiring. I'm retiring. Now that I know it works, i got to go out and try it. <laughs> that is really exciting news. Thank you. That's good yep. to know. So, so I am. So I did that part right. The bad part, yes. that part of my portfolio, zero bonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do That's have my why. wife and I have a 401k, a large amount of money there, about 70 30 bonds, uh, stock to bonds there. So mm-hmm. I am also fortunate. I have about $700,000 and I'm thinking I should just dump it into bonds to try to get my portfolio a little bit balanced, better balanced. My question to you is, well, I assume that's the right idea. Do I dump it all at once? Dollar cost average? Do I split it mid cap, small cap, or do I put it into the uh, ETF bond fund? Well, I got to tell you, first you guys- off, first off, first off, What you have proven, the reason we suggest people have bonds in their portfolio is to temper the effects of a really fluctuating market. You can handle it. You apparently can handle it. So do you need bonds? Not necessarily. Um, If you are going to put it into bonds because you want to make your portfolio more stable long term, then I would use very low cost bond ETFs or bond funds. And yeah, just get it invested. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, call us anytime, 855-935-TALK. And we do mean anytime. You can actually call that number 24 hours a day and leave the question, and we'll answer it on a future podcast. 855-935-8255. And before we go to another call, I just want to close out my thought about John. First of all, we would just advocate always buying into the portfolio, dollar cost averaging, uh, not so much. But number two, you got to know what you're, what, and Don pointed this out. He's been able to take the pain as it's come being in an all stock portfolio. That's wonderful, but you might want to have more, some part of your portfolio stable so that when you start to draw on that in retirement, it is there to get the money. That's how I was going to put it. So I honestly don't know how much in bonds he should have. Well, no, no, no. Because that I would, don't know nothing about it. In fact, uh, go take the risk quiz at uh, talkingrealmoney.com. That will actually tell you. Um, Mary, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, hello. Um, Hi, thank Mary. you for all you Hi. do. 
um, I'm, I'm a little nervous actually being on the radio and you guys are awesome. You make me laugh and I've learned a lot listening to your show. I wish I'd listened to your show when I was younger. I'm, I'm 60 years old and I feel like I've made some dumb mistakes with my money. Um, and I want to I apologize like to in advance because Tom is the scary one, I know, and, and you don't need to be, I, he sounds scarier than he I was really going to say, I'm nervous being on the radio, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's nervous every week. Actually, <laughs> That's true. Actually, Don, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be disrespectful oh, because okay. you're the funny Ooh. one. Tom she was too nervous to say oh, that, Tom. you're the funny one. <laughs> well, you know what? My lunch is ready and I'm headed out the door, friend, so see ya. Right. Thank Mary, I love you to pieces. You're the best. All right, go ahead. What's your question? But, but to his credit, though, he does set you up to be funny. Anyway, having said that, I'm 60 years old and I wish to stop working in about a year. Um, I, I've been working hourly, making anywhere from 12 now to about, I don't know, $25 an hour. I only have, well, I have about 894000 in my 401k. Um, account about eighty four thousand of it is in Roth, and I have about three tw- with. I moved some money to Vanguard account, and about three hundred twenty two is with Principal Financial, which I think the after listening to you guys, the the uh, cost ratio, expense ratio is a bit high. It is. So my question: We can guarantee that, that without even looking at it. That's because you guys are smarter than I am. So no, 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 no. But you know, I got to, I got to tell you something, Mary. You said you've been working at at hourly jobs, and you've accumulated almost a million dollars. Wow. Is that, did we hear that right? Um, yes, and that doesn't that doesn't count my emergency um, emergency fund. This is only my four hundred one k account with Vanguard and Prince. Oh, yes. Mary, I love you even more. You're more amazing than I thought before. That is really, so what really, is, really impressive. I don't impressive. see why you'd be nervous about your money. I, wow. By the way, before we, I mean, here's one. You should have a plan moving forward, but, to, 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 mm-hmm. but that would be before the investing part. I mean, here's the thing. How much are you spending a year, just roughly? Um, actually, um, about... Um, that's about six thousand, maybe about seventy-two thousand a year. Because to be honest with you, I can, I can. My husband doesn't like to to talk about budget. That's really a bad word to him. So mm-hmm. I do all the budgeting, and I'm like the C- CFO of our of our um, family. Um, you're a good CFO. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job. Um, I mean, I, I got to tell you, the question, Mary. Is- the the principal money is that in an active four hundred one k or is that an old four hundred one k? That's an old 401k, which I just left it there, and um, I used to work for another corporation. I decided, okay, um, I was in the Navy. I quit um, the Navy to follow my husband, and I wasn't working for a while. So I'm like, okay, with this 401k, I'm just going to put half the money there. So years ago, it was only about... One thirty, and then I started moving money around, and I'm like, I'm okay, just we're gonna. We're, I, I don't want to run out of time, Mary. Um, before what that money, I can tell you right now, I know you're paying too much. I would get that moved if you're already with Vanguard. I would go ahead and and open uh, an IRA with them, uh, and roll over or transfer those funds. And here's part two: if you're really only spending seventy two thousand, Social Security is probably going to be half of that. 
it's going to be easy for you to finance the other part of your retirement from a million dollars. You're in great shape as You're far as I can see. You're in great shape, Mary. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-935-TOM. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there. Welcome. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking real money. Really important financial stuff, not the typical run-of-the-mill garbage you get on money on most of the radio programs out there, which is usually some guy hawking annuities most of the time. It's Trying pathetic. to keep our hawking to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, I'm double-shotted, as are you now. I know. You didn't think I was going to be here today. Thought I'd be face down somewhere no, crying I myself to sleep. No, I didn't think that. I just I'm said fine. if you have a reaction, you know, you might not be feeling well today. And I kept my fingers I feel, crossed. I, but honestly, look, you're here. I feel great. I know you thought your fingers crossed that I wasn't going <laughs> to yeah, show exactly. up. Exactly. I feel terrific. Oh, so, darn anyway. it. All right. Yeah. Nice oh, try. Right. Then I'm going to have to rely on somebody for help. Eight five five nine three five. My daughter's out making breakfast number. right now. Maybe she'll hey, help. Hey, me. Aria, come on in. <laughs> she'll. She'll, she'll throw some uh, some of those pancakes and the bacon at me or something. George, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, good afternoon, Don. Um, hey, George. I've got a situ I've got a situation here with the Vanguard uh, company, and uh, in the event that you don't know about it, I just received a notice from them indicating that there would be no more check writing privileges associated with their money market. And uh, with that being <laughs> said, I'm holding several dollars in that particular fund and i'd like to transfer them over to an international fund and i'm presently holding uh funds within uh, what is known as a uh, total international stock index fund and i keep mm -hmm. looking at the results from what they've been able to generate in terms of profits and whatnot that the international growth fund seems to outperform that one by it looks to me like two to three to one and i was just asking you for your opinion as to whether i should transfer my money's out of the wait, money wait, market wait. fund since there's no i need more information i need more information who's international okay, growth sir? fund and who's international total index vanguard okay all right all right because it, it the 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 go ahead tom you you have the answer well i first of all i want to make sure i'm understanding you want to take money out of basically a cash account right and move it into stocks that's as you realize a huge difference correct well, that's true. Yes, my uh, actually getting okay. down to the nitty gritty here. I'm looking at at another international fund. I'm already vested into the okay. international index, the total international index fund, and I'm not happy with the results that I'm getting from it. So I thought, well, since I've okay, well, so we'll many get to that. We'll we'll get to that in a moment. And I also want to add one thing. Don's going to pull up a couple of numbers here for you, but. The days, I believe, of writing checks at Schwab, at Vanguard, and all these other places coming to an end because checks are coming to an end in many ways. The reality probably is you would need to have a bank account hooked up to your Vanguard account. Transfer It's very easy to do in today's world. Transfer that money to your bank account and then 
dispense with with it in whatever manner you need. So I think that's part one. Part two, Don's going to give you a couple of numbers, but I will tell you right now, I don't know what period of time you're looking at performance, but differences between the Vanguard total international and the Vanguard growth. Well, one, Vanguard growth I would only is, own the is Vanguard one, total, it's so. actively managed. It is an actively managed mutual fund. The difference, though, is in large part because the International Index Fund has a broader portfolio that includes value stocks, which the growth portfolio does not include. The last decade has absolutely favored the growth-oriented stocks, the earnings-driven growth-oriented stocks, not the undervalued asset classes. That typically means that you would would you rather buy something when it's down or when it's way up well that's part one but the other part frankly is to george and to anybody the first thing you have to decide is do i want to be widely diversified Mm -hmm. keep my costs low and leave the money that way or conversely do i want to say "Uh ah that one that part of the market hasn't performed well i don't want to own any stocks there i only want to buy the stocks that have gone up it's a decision every person has to make don and i decided decades ago to be widely diversified keep our costs low and not try to chase markets or funds that have done better than others that's a personal decision every investor has to make. And and again, the, the growth-oriented stocks, they have done exceedingly well and made value look terrible lately. But we know that over the longer periods of time, value has, over the long run, beaten growth. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, during the break, I took my fine-toothed comb out of my pocket. Didn't use it on your hair, apparently. No, I never do that. I keep my fine-tooth comb for going through mutual funds. So ah, okay. I went through the I mutual funds that, by the way, with because... a fine-toothed comb. Ah, I got it. And here's some interesting differences between the Vanguard International Growth Fund and the Vanguard Total International Index Fund. And let me give the tickers just real quick. VTIAX you is the Vanguard Total tickers. International. You love your tickers. Victor, Tango, India, Alpha, X-Ray. Well, right? there went That's half the, the show. Vanguard Total. I know. Then you got the Vanguard. You're going to give set it all up. The Vanguard uh, International Growth VWILX V, of course, for Victor. W for whiskey. I for India. L for Lima, which seems always seems strange to me. And X for X-ray. Go ahead. And thanks for joining us for the program. We're fresh out of time. <laughs> That's it. Closing down shop here. All right. Here's some differences. Really interesting differences. The Vanguard Total Growth. I mean the the uh, international growth. Uh, expense ratio, 0.33%, which is low for an actively managed fund. But still, when you hear the comparison, the Vanguard's total international index, 0.11%, or one third the cost. Yeah, it seems Two. pretty sizable. Yep. The Vanguard growth fund has 118 stocks, one of which in the top five is Tesla. Which somehow okay. must have moved from There's, Texas to China or something? Well, they have a Chinese factory. They, they have a Chinese ah, factory. That be, so yes, that's the, the well-known stretch. international firm, yeah, Tesla. Sure. Yeah, I can't even find Tesla in the top 
50 holdings in the international index because I don't think they counted in that index. Uh, although I do find two that are in the growth fund, but in the growth fund, like ASML Holdings is 5% of the portfolio. And? Uh, 10 cents is 4% well. of the portfolio. Very uh, focused portfolio. Very focused portfolio. Yeah. The index fund, mm-hmm. 7,500 stocks. One third the cost, way more widely diversified. You can't even compare those two funds. They're smaller, completely different. slightly smaller market capitalization because they own smaller sure. companies. Yep. It is a nice blend between growth and value, whereas the other is all growth and it's all very large caps. So the two areas that have done well in the past decade are growth and large cap. Small and value have lagged. I go back to my original argument. Would you rather buy what has been up a lot or what has historically done well and yet has been down? And would be cheaper and more diversified. That's how I'd put it. There you go. That's my thinking. 855-935-8255 here on Talking Real Money. Uh, give us a call. Agnes, it's your time. Welcome to the show. Hi there. My name is Agnes. Um, Hi, Agnes. I just started listening to you guys' show my first time. So I've got a quick question. Well, I hope it's quick. Uh, my husband and I, we own four homes. One of them we're trying to see if we can sell right now, but we're having some issues because we are lacking a permit for a wall that we removed. Anyway, we are arguing. Should we sell or should we rent it and just maybe sell it next year? Should we sell or should we rent? Um, <laughs> wow. Don does permits. He, he creates those things in his basements, I think, on Sunday. So call back later and he'll You're get the, the permit done. The old printing you. press, you can't get parts for it yeah, anymore. Can't get parts. Ah, okay. It doesn't look right. Uh, Passports, wow. No um, so, wow. Wow. The wall but permit. Wait, you, wait, here's an idea, though. You Couldn't you sell it at just a slight discount and tell them the buyer that they have to go get the permit? You know, like, the, or is it, so you can't transfer it at all if you don't have the exactly, permit? Yeah. So you hit it on the top. That's exactly what we did. But uh, they took a, about a 12000 discount. But now they're asking for a 50000 discount. So on how big a sale? Man, how well, big a sale? Uh, the home is worth five fifty if the permit was in place. Ten nah, percent haircut. Nah. That's a are bit you kidding? Much in this in market, this market no. in this market, no uh, we've got no. we got we got two things going on right now. I don't predict the future. I'm not good at it. I'm not accurate. But I got to tell you, I, I was talking to a dear friend who's been a realtor for thirty years, and she said, "I have never in my life." seen a market as insane as this one. I'm a big believer in taking advantage of other people's stupidity. <laughs> I would sell I would go back and tell them fifteen grand, take yep, it or leave it. Take it or leave it or I'll find risk. another buyer. Because I think those I think there's another deal out there. I I really do. I think it I would and so that that would be my take. And by the way, you may never see another market like this again if it's been thirty years, right? Who and knows? it's not like the stock market. You see, we ha- we keep thinking it's like the stock market, where okay, we can have a downturn and then it'll go back up again. the The real estate market is more driven by demographics than by anything else. Businesses can grow larger in and of themselves by selling more of a product. Real estate can't become more valuable in and of itself. So I think when people are um, are crazed. Like they are now, they're just nuts for for houses. Um, if I was in your situation where you're real estate heavy and had an opportunity to get out of a house at a great price, even if I took a little haircut on a wall, I'd take a little haircut on the wall and get that money and diversify my portfolio. So 
Uh, then I, you won't need the fine I'd tooth be, comb as much I'd either. Be, no, by the way, no. I, I haven't lost much hair though, so I still might. No, you it. haven't. <laughs> hasn't combed much either. Hey, you know that's why I cut it the way I do. Eight five five nine three five. Talk, Wes. You're up next. Welcome to Talking <laughs> Real Money. Hi, Wes. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, real quick, real simple. Well, maybe not super simple, but. I'm 37, married with a two-year-old, never had a job that has offered 401 anything. Uh, <laughs> where do I start? How do I go? What do I do? I mean, I've still got, you know, 25-plus years left, but I you got a long time. Something. What's your household income? What's your household income? Your wife works? Uh, right now, yeah, she works full-time. I work full-time, go to school full-time. Got to love that. So we're about 55, 60 a year, so post, you do, know, do, net. Do you, so you just have a free range two year old. You just kind of put them out in the backyard while you're at work in school. Just go pretty much. Time. Yeah, no, yeah. pretty okay, caged good, in good living room. Go back way. to the old ways. Let's let the you kids can just roam with the wolves. You can see why Don's right. parenting skills are not in high regard. Oh, but, okay, so, so here's the thing. If it was my money, then yeah. this would be a no brainer. I would do a Roth IRA for each of you to get started. Yep easy you could do it at vanguard in about 10 minutes online or fidelity and buy one total global stock fund for each you're young put it all in stocks and you can do i always forget at 37 is it six six thousand now six thousand and you can still do 2020 by the way if you hustle you go online set up the roth for each one of you put the and if you can't afford the, the big lump sum that way then uh then just start chipping away each month yeah just start doing it automatic contribution that's where i'd start uh and what you can do is you can find the the two stock funds that we would suggest at vanguard fidelity and schwab at talkingrealmoney.com just scroll down it'll say three funds from three families but skip the bond fund because you're too young to need the bond fund right now and if you have the lump sum then put the six grand in each if you don't have the lump sum then put 500 you know a few hundred bucks a month couple hundred bucks a month in 200 bucks a month for each of you, 400 bucks in total, and start funding that thing like clockwork because you're young enough, that's going to make a dramatic Whoa, difference. think about all those years of tax-free yeah. growth. So when you're old like us, you have a you'll, lot of money. You'll you can actually take have more money and... than we will. <laughs> well, that's true. Ben, you'll be able to spend it without uh, worrying about paying tax on it. It's fantastic. Thanks Simple for the call. Simple one there, Wes. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. Remember, you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yes, indeed, you can. You can always ask us questions. Oh, if you call after hours, though, we'll answer those on our podcast, which you can find on podcast services everywhere. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, you want to invest better and pay less in the way of taxes? Uh, come to our class coming up on Thursday, the 29th. That's this Thursday. That's this Thursday. High yeah. noon. Yeah. We just talked to Wes about Roth, so we're going to be talking about Roth. We'll talk about asset location. We'll talk about investment vehicles you can use so you pay less tax pay. We find people don't pay attention at all or pay too much attention. We're going to help you with some simple ways to get this all right so you can invest, make the money, and pay less in taxes. Right. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com to sign up 
or go to vestory.com to sign up. Either one, talkingrealmoney.com or vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.